A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Despite his best efforts to overturn the result of the presidential election, Donald Trump has failed, with America's Congress certifying President-elect Joe Biden's victory last night. It came after an extraordinary day of events, with pro-Trump rioters laying siege to America's democracy, storming the Capitol building in an attack that really shocked the world and unfolded live here on Sunrise. The pictures were incredible. Here are the latest developments, despite still disagreeing with the outcome, Donald Trump has declared there will be an orderly transition of power on January 20th. It comes as more resignations from the president's administration were announced and talks ramp up over invoking the 25th Amendment that would declare Trump unfit for office. The House and the Senate have now affirmed Joe Biden's victory and the Democrats have won control of the Senate. Live now to our team of reporters in the US, first to Tim Lester on Capitol Hill. Tim, Joe Biden has blamed Donald Trump for yesterday's violence. He has, Nat, speaking for the second day in a row about this. He was far sharper, frankly, today in his language in a couple of respects. One, when talking directly about Donald Trump. Well, they're gathering against Donald Trump in several respects. For example, Facebook and Instagram, the social media giant, has banned uh, Donald Trump, the president, from its uh, platforms, a quite extraordinary measure indefinitely. But the second aspect in which Joe Biden was tougher was this morning was when he spoke about the protesters themselves. What we witnessed yesterday was not dissent, it was not disorder, it was not protest, it was chaos. They weren't protesters, don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. This as security is sharply tighter here at the Capitol building today to try and prevent any repeat of yesterday's violence. Rioters rupture America's democracy. Typically highly secured, the Capitol building is overrun. Guns drawn, security was desperate to keep the mob at bay. Four people died, one woman shot by officers. 
America's lawmakers led into hiding. Where are we going? Reburn. Chaos in the capital spurred on by the outgoing president. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. So let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. The government did this to us. We were normal, good, law-abiding citizens, and you guys did this to us. Joe Biden urged his rival to take a stand against the violence. I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. President Trump went on Twitter. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. As crowds dispersed, Congress returned, confirming Joe Biden as the next American president. Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232 votes. Donald Trump now reluctantly agreeing to leave the Oval Office. Even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election and the facts bear me out, nevertheless there will be an orderly transition on January 20th, leaving the building that welcomed him four years ago in a near unrecognisable state. And in his comments this morning, Biden described those scenes as an assault on the Citadel of Liberty. Really, really strong words. Ashley Mullaney is at the White House for us now. Ash, momentum is growing to have Donald Trump immediately removed from office. How likely is this? Yeah, momentum is growing. Look, and it's an extraordinary prospect, but uh, nothing feels impossible now after what we witnessed yesterday. Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic House Speaker, uh, has been trying to call Mike Pence this morning to have him invoke the 25th Amendment, to have Donald Trump declared unfit for office, uh, meaning that he would take over as Commander-in-Chief effective immediately. Uh, so she has already tried to make that call. If that doesn't happen and if his cabinet doesn't turn on him, uh, Nancy Pelosi wants him impeached again. And those articles of impeachment have already been drafted. Take a listen. In calling for this seditious act, the president has committed an unspeakable assault on our nation and our people. I join the Senate Democratic leader in calling on the vice president to remove this president by immediately invoking the 25th Amendment. If the Vice President and the Cabinet do not act, the Congress may be prepared to move forward with impeachment. Now, Donald Trump remains here at the White House. We understand he's heading to Camp David for the weekend, but he is here as an increasingly isolated president with those who were once key loyal allies now turning their back on him. Bill Barr, the former Attorney General, blasting Donald Trump and his betrayal of office and his supporters, uh, saying that orchestrating a mob to pressure Congress is inexcusable. Elaine Chow, she is the Transport Secretary. She has become the most high profile, uh, most senior member of the Trump administration uh, of his cabinet to quit just moments ago. Guys. And David Woodward is in our US Bureau. David, how have these violent scenes been received? Uh, good morning. Well, unsurprisingly, uh, this is front page news right across the world. These 
Images of this riotous mob storming the US Capitol captured in headlines across the globe. Here in the United States, the Washington Post put it bluntly, Trump mob storms Capitol, the New York Times. Also to the point, Trump incites mob. Others called it for what it was, uh, one word headlines there, insurrection plastered across a number of publications. The events of yesterday have drawn condemnation as well. From world leaders, Angela Merkel, German Chancellor, said she felt angry and sad at what transpired yesterday. The United Kingdom Prime Minister Boris Johnson said it was completely wrong, while Justin Trudeau, just over the border in Canada, said violence will never succeed in overruling the will of the people. The Australian Prime Minister, uh, Scott Morrison, he tweeted yesterday and said, we condemn these acts of violence and look forward to a peaceful transfer of government to the newly elected administration in the great American democratic tradition. The PM are happy to leave it at that tweet when pressed at a later news conference. Hope for uh, a peaceful and stable transition of government to the new administration elected by the, the American people. Look, I, I'm not going to offer any more comment than the one I've already made on this issue. So American allies across the world are lining up to condemn yesterday's uh, events, Nat. OK, thanks, everyone. Lan He Chen is a former American policy advisor and he joins me now. Thanks for your time. Trump's been accused of inciting this violence. Will he be removed from office early? Uh, I think that's relatively doubtful. Uh, you have mentioned the 25th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. That would require a majority of executive officers, cabinet-level officials appointed by Trump himself to declare that the president is not capable of carrying out the duties of his office, and then Vice President Mike Pence would take over. Uh, the fact that it relies on Trump appointees to invoke means that it's highly unlikely that happens. I think what we will see is two more weeks of Donald Trump as president, and then Joe Biden will take over on the 20th of January. So in that two weeks, what's happened? What happens? Because we saw uh, a lot of those rioters yesterday, they drove overnight with their kids. They said they were there because our election was stolen. Uh, they believed that uh, Mike Pence had the power to reject the election votes. All this false because Donald Trump told them. Well, that's uh, you know, that's all right. The the president of the United States is the one who has been himself uh, spreading a lot of this disinformation. And so the, the thing is, you know, we'll have to see what he does with this next two weeks. Will he dial it back, so to speak, uh, and, and do less of this? Or will he continue to foment what we saw yesterday, which really was this form of, uh, of insurrection with people uh, invading the U.S. Capitol building and doing damage and threatening individuals who work there. Uh, we will have to see what President Trump decides to do. He can go in an orderly fashion, as he's promised to do, or he can continue uh, uh, this line. And if he continues this line, I imagine the level of opposition to him will increase. Uh, again, the fact that he's only in office for two weeks, I think that is the defining factor here and the reason why I don't believe any other outcome is likely. We've got footage of police letting the rioters past um, security fences, to, uh, police taking selfies with some of the rioters. Mike Pence, in the end, had to apparently call in the National Guard. Uh, is criticism of the police warranted here? 
Uh, there will need to be a significant investigation into what happened. The fact that these protesters were able to breach what is supposed to be one of the most secure facilities in the United States government, to do so with relative ease, to see that they may have in some cases been uh, treated differently than others in a similar situation who were protesting or who were expressing their point of view. The fact that those were potential problems, those will all need to be investigated. But it was shocking, Nat, to see. I have spent a lot of time in and around those hallways in the Capitol building. It is a very well-fortified area. To see people there in that number and doing what they were doing was truly shocking. Lan Hei Chin, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you. Joining us now is CEO of the United States Study Center, Simon Jackman. Simon, a very good morning to you. What a day. Uh, Trump has since released a statement. In it, he has promised an orderly transition on January 20. Um, there are more than a few skeptics out there about that. Um, help us understand if it does go to plan, what does an orderly transition look like? For one thing, it means cooperation with the incoming Biden administration. Um, on the other hand, the word orderly, I think it, it's, a, it's, a, it's Trump saying to the American people, I'm not going to pull any more stunts like yesterday. But I think that the question is, is the toothpaste out of the tube? Is this mob, is this rioting environment that the president helped incite yesterday, has that got its own momentum now? Is this beyond Trump's control? Yeah, so let's talk about that issue. Uh, the 25th Amendment, I'm sure a lot of Australians didn't even, if they'd heard of it, they didn't know much about what it meant until this morning. Um, and impeachment. Can any of that happen? Can they get rid of him before the inauguration day? Uh, yes and yes, as a, as a legal and a constitutional matter. Um, the timelines on both uh, are very, particularly on impeachment, is tricky. You need a, a vote in the House of Representatives, then you need a trial in the Senate and a two-thirds vote in the Senate to remove a president from office. The 25th Amendment requires the vice president, half of the cabinet, to vote to remove the president from office. That could happen quite quickly if, if again, it's more a political consideration than it is a legal or a constitutional question. The power is there. I think the real question is, is the will there among Republicans either close to Trump or, or in Congress to remove him from office with, what, less than two weeks to go? Well, absolutely. But the, the, whether the will is there is actually the key point, isn't it? Because you look at what might be the motivating factor here. And I guess listening to a lot of the Congress um, men and women, they're talking about the legacy here and the damage that has been done uh, to That's America, right. to the idea of democracy in America, to the world. So does an impeachment help? Does it help to restore some of that reputation? Yeah, I think it would, um, but um, it comes with its own costs. Is this a distraction with only two weeks to go? That'll be the counter argument. But it's, it's interesting. Uh, the Republicans are, are a little bit all over the shop at the moment. You've got very few. You've got Lindsey Graham, who we played in, the, in, in that package, coming, coming to me, um, saying enough is enough, and he's walking away from the President of the United States. Mitch McConnell, his wife is the Secretary of Transportation. She just resigned only a couple of hours ago from the President's Cabinet. But on the other hand, those votes to ratify the Electoral College vote, you had over mm. half of the House Republicans mm. voting to, to not proceed with the count. So the Republican Party is deeply divided, some of it wanting to put Trump in the rearview mirror, some of it deeply still fearful of Donald Trump and the power he has over the base of the Republican Party. And the other thing, Matt, and Matt, he, 
Trump raised $250 million since the election. He's got this enormous war chest to remain a powerful player in Republican politics even after he leaves the White House. Yeah, exactly. Still half the country voted for him, um, even if they, you know, they didn't turn up yesterday. Um, let's talk about how that actually happened yesterday and his incitement and Rudy Giuliani's incitement for them to literally walk up the road right. and break in. Was there, and there'll be an investigation, a bit of nod, nod, wink, wink, you know, uh, the police won't um, form you know, such a, a guard to, that they would normally form because it, no one can believe that they got into that building. How did that happen? It's an amazing... I think this is the big question we're all asking today. I go back to the Black Lives Matter protests and the show of force, preemptive show of force, that law enforcement authorities from the National Guard on down were able to provide around the White House in front of the Lincoln Memorial as well. And the idea that Something was clearly different about yesterday. There was a police barricade in front of the Capitol as the, as the Trump people marched up from the rally, but it just clearly wasn't strong enough in numbers. And I think my early read of it, looking at the, the, at the, at the footage from yesterday, is that I think the, the police up there at the Capitol complex were just simply overwhelmed by the sheer force of numbers. They did not anticipate that this would get as big and as, and as unruly as it did, and I think made a tactical decision to withdraw. As it was, we, we got four people lost their life. It's, it's just remarkably saying that about a protest at the US Congress, but four people lost their lives. Uh, one of them was shot uh, by, by Capitol Police. I think there was just this sense of them being overwhelmed. Now, we're going to learn more about that. The Sergeant of Arms of the House of Representatives has resigned. Schumer is calling, the, the incoming Democratic leader of the Senate has called for the resignation of the Senate counterpart. And Nancy Pelosi this morning, Australia Time, has been saying she has yet to get a briefing from the head of the Capitol Police. Uh, so there's a lot of unanswered questions there about how that temple of democracy, frankly, could be overwhelmed by, by those protesters. And again, the nagging question, were they treated differently because they happened to be supporters of the president versus, say, if they were Black Lives Matter protesters. And that's a, that's a live question and one I think we need an answer well, to. Well, Biden himself has said that outright today too, and perhaps that lack of preparedness there actually speaks volumes because how they could have been overwhelmed in that regard mm. yeah. uh, is astonishing. Simon Jackman, thank you very much for your insight this morning. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
Well, pressure is growing on Vice President Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Donald Trump from office early. Joining us now from Washington is Mike Pence's former advisor, Olivia Troy. Olivia, good morning to you. Mounting pressure on the Vice President to invoke that 25th Amendment. Will he do that? You know, I don't know. I was uh, hopeful that the vice president would do the right thing and go along and make sure that the election was certified yesterday. And that is exactly what he did, having no other power to do anything else, which is something that, as you saw, our president did not accept or understand. But I, I do think that it would be prudent to convene the cabinet and invoke the 25th Amendment as soon as possible. This is a process. It takes it takes a bit. But I think we, what we have here is someone who is not stable, someone who is angry and upset. He can't face the reality that he lost. And I think this man is dangerous for our country. Uh, Olivia, give us a bit of a sense, having worked with him, of Mike Pence, uh, the man, I guess, because from Australia, they look to be quite close, but there was enormous political pressure placed on Mike Pence by Trump virtually to overturn this election. That must have put huge strain on their relationship. Yes, and you know, Mike Pence has been very loyal to the president this entire administration. He does not speak out. He is always very uh, thankful to the president when he speaks. He mentions him in every speech. That's something that struck me. The two and a half years that I worked for the vice president where he would always reference him. But I think that at the end of the day, Mike Pence has been a you know longtime Republican. He's known in the establishment and I think he believes in the American Constitution and doing what's right. And so I think, you know, I don't think that the president will ever <laughs> likely trust Mike Pence again. There are calls, you know, unfortunately, from the president's lawyers, like crazy people calling for the assassination of a sitting vice president right now. I mean, this is completely un-American and unpatriotic. Olivia, you were right in there. You were the lead staffer on the coronavirus task force. You only left the White House in August last year. What is happening between those walls today? Well, I can tell you there's probably a lot of closed door conversations between the vice president and his chief of staff and closest advisors on how he navigates the next couple of days. And I'm sure that there is concern across the West Wing on what the president might do next. This is a man who, when he's irate and irrational and angry, there is really no one that can really get through to him. He does what he does, and there's no talking him down from it. And now when you have a relationship that's been broken between the president and the vice president, I certainly don't see Donald Trump listening to what the vice president's going to tell him. Are those staffers scared of him? You know, I think there is, they probably are concerned and worried. I mean, that's why you were finally seeing an exodus of staff saying, no, enough, we won't stand by this. And I had hoped that that would actually happen prior to the election because with the Donald Trump that we saw incite violence yesterday by attending that rally and encouraging his supporters to do what they did is the same Donald Trump that we have been living with under in America for the past four years. Mm. It's no different. This is who he is.
wild times, uh, Olivia Troy, to say the very least. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. It's really triggering a big rethink along party lines, is it? What, what is the Republican Party now? Has Trump carved off a whole new faction? I mean, everything's back to the drawing board. Yeah, I know. It's fascinating. But a lot of them still voted against that election result yesterday. That's what's concerning. Isn't that hard to believe yeah. the country is so divided?